I will destroy you, Minotaur. It's Amigos, episode 374. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Theseus. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Final Odyssey. Mm, indeed. You know, what is our obsession with cows? Well, they're good eating, Boat. That'd be my guess. I mean, think about it. You got you got one of the most fearsome bad guys of all time, the Minotaur. Mm. What is he? He is a he's a cow that walks upright. Yeah, yeah. He's a oh, he's he's a big bull looking guy. I'll grant you yeah. that. But listen, yeah. he's half man, half bull. That's what makes him scary. Anytime you create Anytime you mix a, a normal guy with an animal, that's a, that you've got some sweet action there. There's no combination of animal and man that can't be some sort of horrible monstrosity. I was going to say, is there anything left? Have, have, have they covered everything as far as, you know, blank man? Well, you know, the comic books have provided many of the answers to the questions. That, for example, what happens if you combine a man with a, or a woman with a squirrel or a rhinoceros? Uh, or a dinosaur, all those things have been taken care of. You've got human condors, human bats. Uh, you've got human vultures, uh, eagles. This has all been taken care of. So you've got to get really, I suppose, the last, and even you've got like human sharks, stuff like that. So I guess the last bastion of animals that haven't really been tinkered with uh, might be stuff like, I don't know if there's like a human whale for example, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah, That'd be whale kind of man. Whale man. Uh, some like uh, uh, underwater deep sea creatures that would combine mm. with a man. Uh, maybe an eel. You know, eel uh -oh, man. Oh, their eel man has to have been done. Yeah, that's I'm, too good not to do. Well, what would he be built like? He, well, I a, mean, you know, he'd be. I mean, obviously, he'd have legs, but instead of a body, he'd just be the writhing form of an eel. That would strike hearts in the fear of everybody. Well, I mean, the thing is, I was presumably he'd have legs and arms, and you'd really lose a lot of the eel aesthetic. You know, well, I don't. I think I think you'd probably forego the arms in that situation. And then I guess whenever you have a what? creature without arms, just by design, they sort of look ridiculous. Yeah, they so don't, they don't seem tough some either. Of the fright factor. Yeah, yeah. You know, although you could have like a humanoid snake and get away with no arms, you could pull that trick off. Mm -hmm. You ever see that movie Snake? I, I think have it's called seen that. It's called. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah, pretty good. I probably watch yeah. it with you now. Think about it. Probably so. We probably watched that together. They're, they're, some of the lower rent movies they that they get into the realm of mixing man and creature. There's also the uh, horrible movie uh, that what uh, Doctor Moreau's uh, the Isle of Doctor Moreau. It had uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in no, right? no 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 not that no no it had uh, 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 what's the guy's name that played uh, he played Batman. The, the blah, he was in top secret. Nolan. No, the top secret guy. He was also in Top Gun. Uh, the guy, the blonde oh, guy. Oh yeah, the guy that was in the Batman nipples. That's yeah. right, him. He yeah. was in Lawrence it. Fishburne. Val Kilmer. Thank Val you, Kilmer. bum. Yeah. You know, and it was horrible, but it was about mixing up the species and stuff. So that goes mm -hmm. to show you that it's not always a ratings winner if you do it. Mm -hmm. But let's hope genetics never go down that road. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, Aaron. We're going to leave this harrowing subject and move on to some lighter fare with this week's Amiga News. Let it be. Amiga News. 
Now, Aaron, when it comes to cheerleaders for the Amiga 500 Mini, you are amongst the world's greatest. Correct. You uh, not only uh, are you an avid user of the A500 Mini, but you're also neck deep in the homebrew scene. Uh, Amy J. What is his name? Amy Jimmy. Amy, Amy Jimmy. Jimmy. Yes. You and him are best buds. Well, this is something that's well, going to take your A500 Mini to the next level, Aaron. This is a video that displays a working keyboard for the A500 Mini. What do you think about this thing, man? You know, I'll watch this. Uh, 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 watching the guy build this, it made me wonder what was going on in this man's world. Because <laughs> this has got to be one of the most uh, intricate and delicate procedures and the end product is one of the dumber things I've ever seen. I mean, listen, I'm not burying this guy because he does a good job. Because he literally went to, if you're not seeing the video, this guy literally makes the keys, the little plastic keys on the A500 Mini, like real keys. Like you can right. type them just like that. He uses some really, really tiny micro switches, and yeah. uh, he uh, and he he makes it happen. But I guess at the end of the day, this is cool. But like you said, uh, is it a working keyboard? Yes. Is yes. it a usable keyboard? Debatable. Well, I, it's. I mean, listen, you've got to give this guy two A's and A plus for effort. Absolutely. The fact Absolutely. that this guy went through, and his thing is, uh, just to fill you in, he uses the keys that come with it. Mm. So the plastic keys, he takes a, a scalpel or an exacto knife and individually cuts out each key. Wow. Right? There's a lot of, of small cuts involved in this project and glue and craziness. This guy is a madman, <clears throat> but he's my kind of crazy genius. Now, I would guarantee you no one will ever do this again. He has the only <laughs> one of these on the earth. And which makes it valuable, I guess, to somebody. But it is an unbelievable project. I mean, th this is obviously a custom PCB that he's built. Or yes, that he's had made. He actually designed connector. it. I mean, this is this is you. You want to talk about a labor of love? This yeah. is a labor of love. Among so, other things, uh, he's a mad man. Yeah. Uh, what's this guy's uh, name? Did you catch his name? I've got to. I've got to find out what his name is because we got to. I mean, we got to give this guy a plug. Just for his madness. Retro Friends is a channel. Yeah. Just like the Super Friends boat. Yeah. So you got to check this out. Even if you don't give a crap about the A500 Mini, if you just enjoy watching someone do something that's absolutely mad and crazy and saying, this is your guy right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we move on from that to another video. Hello. I'm about uh, another A500 keyboard mod. This was the week of the A500 keyboard mods, yeah. Aaron. So this one is using an original A500 keyboard on an Amiga Mini. Yeah. Uh, this is going about things, you know, in a, a different way where he essentially puts the guts of the Amiga Mini in an A500 keyboard. Uh, Aaron, you've done something similar to this uh, in the past. Uh, basically, that isn't wasn't this sort of the promise of the Unamiga? You know, just the where you 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 have this new board that does everything you want that you put into an existing A five. Well, actually, I hadn't, I hadn't done the math, but yeah, I thought you were going to talk about the C sixty four I built. But yes, yeah, this is sort of the same. You know, I mean, in fact, it's a lot the same in a lot of ways. I will tell you that the fellow that built this little gimmick, this he used the Arduino, and he also uses the exact same thing I use on the. Uh, the C64 USB keyboard interface. Uh, this guy went on to release a video after this one, which I also recommend, uh, where he takes a 
a DC-64, and he takes an Amiga uh, A500 Mini, and he puts them both into this A500 case. Mm. And if you noticed when he was showing the case, uh, the case has like a window carved in the top of it, right? And so you think to yourself, well, to save space, I'll just, what I'll do is I'll just... D, I'll just take the boards out of the plastic. Heck no. If you look in that little window, the C64 and the A500 Mini are both in there. Wow. And fully intact. <laughs> it's, it's like a Russian nesting doll situation. It's, it's complete madness. This guy's out of his mind. He's another one. Uh, I saw the completed product. Now, there is one <clears throat> hiccup. And hiccup is the A500 uh, keyboard only works on the A500 Mini. It doesn't work on the C64. He's got to plug an external keyboard in. Oh, That's a bummer. Yeah. But maybe he could figure that out somewhere down the line. But yeah, this is another wacky project. Uh, but the, yeah, give this one a look. Uh, the, he's another guy who's thinking outside the box. Let's just go there, Boat. Now, Aaron, you know, we talk a lot about gaming on the Amiga. But That's all we really talk talking, about. <laughs> nobody's really talking about, you know, in-depth reviews on some of the valuable productivity tools that are available on the Amiga. Now, we do get a lot, truth be told, of the artistic side of things. You mm -hmm. know, you get people talking about ray tracing programs, art programs. Mm -hmm. Well, Mikey G Retro has done a full video on the different sorts of spreadsheet programs that are available on the Amiga. Now, Aaron, when you were an Amiga user back in the day, how often did you fire up the old spreadsheet? Zero times, Boat. To be mm. fair, though, I didn't fire it up on DOS or the Coco. I never used the spreadsheet if I could help it. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a video devoted to all the different spreadsheets on the <laughs> on the Amiga and the coverage they got. I, You know, listen... We made a decision a long time ago to never, under any circumstances, delve into the realm of hardware and only occasionally to delve into the realm of, like, non-gaming apps. Mm -hmm. This is one of those rare occasions. But i got to give this guy credit because he's he's taken videos uh, that are completely outside of the norm. He's got a video where it's nothing but, uh, nothing but like, artistic programs. This is one where he did nothing but spreadsheets. He does that with, and like, I think he's also got one. We may have even covered this, but where it's nothing but word processors, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking to yourself, listen, sure, we're getting all this uh, gaming coverage, and we're getting all this hardware coverage, but where's the word processing? And where, by God, is the spreadsheets? This guy has come in out of the blue to take care of your business. And he goes through these things in a, in a long and drawn-out way, but not too long. So you get the full deal. 15-minute video, you're in, you're out. I suggest if you're interested in that sort of thing, you give this guy a whirl. What'd you say this guy's name was, Boat? Mikey G. Mikey Retro. G. Check out his channel as well. We're plugging channels left and right, but this guy, hey, where are you going to get this kind of coverage? You ain't going to get it from us. That's for darn sure, Boat. Absolutely right. Now, Aaron, this next video goes out to several members of our Discord community that are all in on the hottest physical cartridge system out there these days, the Evercade. Uh -huh. After years of questioning years of rumors and speculation, the Amiga has been confirmed to make an appearance on the Evercade. This yeah. was announced a couple weeks ago at Amiga 37 in Germany. Uh, Aaron, does this fill you with excitement and anticipation? No, but it's definitely worth talking about because, listen, people love these Evercades. Like, I don't get it, but that is what it is. They love them. 
They love physical media. They, oh, look, this comes with the instruction manual, all that jazz. If that's your cup of tea, I listen to the Pixel Gaten podcast. Those guys are literally tripping over each other, beating each other with sticks to get hold of these things. They love it. They can't mm-hmm. get enough of it. So if you love uh, the Evercade, uh, the, then you, you're thinking to yourself, hey, how about some, um, I, I want to I rebuy some Amiga games on these little cartridges. Brother, you're in. You're in for it because they have uh, they have announced that they're going to do it. I think C64 as well. I think this is the same outfit that actually, you know, owns the C64 and the A500 Mini. They're the ones. I guess they're just taking some of the games that they already licensed, just sort of shoving them over on the Evercade. Well, not not we, a bad we, we idea. We don't really we don't really know because the game selection has not been announced yet. Well, I did see some. Sort of Did you leaked, see something? Leaked oh, okay. game list. Okay. Okay. But this is the this is the skinny that I've heard. Okay. We'll know we'll know in a week or two or when they finally drop the hammer on all this stuff. Uh, but uh, 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 you know, if you're into the Evercade, uh, what's your thoughts on the old Evercade? But that seems sort of kind of like something that might appeal to you. Yeah, I mean, there is a part of me that is attracted to the Evercade, um, but there's also a part of me that's cheap. And doesn't want to spend money on games that I already have. Uh, You know, I haven't really heard stellar things about the feel of the buttons and the controller. And to me, you know, the reason why you buy a piece of hardware to play games you already own, especially a portable system, is this thing will play the games better than, say, a hacked up Vita or a hacked up PSP like I've got. And the, 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 the sort of general rule is no, no, they don't. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the buttons on, you know, a real portable system produced by a real player does better than, you know, one of these Evercade units or, of course, you know, the, the, the Chinese knockoffs that are. I thought everywhere. you were so, losing your mind for a second, but you brought it home, Boat, because you're right. Listen, there's you you almost can't beat the old Vita. And I've got the old PC, P, said PCP. I'm taking a crap on a PCP, but I don't know if you mentioned that. It's making all my games awesome. I hope you're wearing makeup. Otherwise, it's kicking in. Uh, but uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, that you can't hardly beat those uh, portable systems, or even somebody that's got like these hacked switches and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're yep. into that sort of thing. But with all that said, the appeal to these things, I'm not even sure the appeal is the actual playing of the games. Right. I think the appeal of it is a getting a box, yeah, with instructions yeah. and like and it's I, it's colorful and, and the spines make a picture or whatever mm-hmm. that stick, and you kind of. You're sort of kind of into that kind oh, of stuff. Oh yeah, right I'm there. into that. Like you know, I collect. You know, I, I order books, like physical books of things, and I like having you know junk on my shelf. This is just not something that is particularly something that I want to go out and spend money on. But I understand the impulse for sure. There you go. There you go. So anyway, hey, listen, this is exciting news. If you've got the Evercade and one of the many uh, new Evercades, because they keep cranking these new versions out. Uh, every, every, it seems like every year. So if you've got one of the three or four of these things that are around, you should be a happy boy. You can play some uh, Amiga stuff, Boat. Yeah, yeah. Now, Aaron, it went down last week. Yeah. The biggest Amiga convention in the United States, Ami West 2022, went down over in Sacktown. And what an event it was. Yeah. I posted some pictures up here that Doug has posted uh, from Tenmark. And uh looks like... Uh, they had 
quite a quite a quite a nice crowd show up. Yeah, they uh, did. There's some pictures here at the banquet, and just looking here, I see uh, I see R.J. Michael, uh, large and in charge. And, oh yeah, you know, right there in the front. He spoke. I also see uh, Mike from Cloanto over here, and so there's uh, in fact I see Eric Nelson. So there, there's a lot of uh, heavy hitters in the community. Yeah, uh, and uh, now I haven't actually seen anything that shows a um, kind of a trip report. I think Doug is probably uh, hard at work making a video of the of the of a roundup of of uh, of Amy West. But I just wanted to show you know these are some pictures that he posted on Twitter, and uh, it seems like everybody had a great time. Listen, we a few years ago they had one of these things, and it looked like about twelve people around a table and a bunch of old monitors. And we looked at this, we were like, man, what's this? You know? And then I looked at this year, and it's like. They probably had a uh, hundred people at this. At the bare minimum, they had sixty people at this thing, mm-hmm. a, a mighty hall. Yeah, and and yeah. all kinds of pro speakers. Uh, they streamed it. Now the stream got a little uh, wacky on occasion because that stuff's hard to pull off. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm sure the live crowd got a real good uh, treat out of the deal. Uh, the banquet was supposed to be a big hit. I caught a little bit of the banquet. I did catch, really, the only guy I saw pretty much in their entirety was Doug. I did catch Doug's set up there. It was nice. A lot of it was just like Doug talking about some of the stuff that's coming in for the art art competition. Uh, so that 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 looked, that looked was pretty neat. Uh, but, yeah, congratulations to all the folks out at Amy West for what looks like uh, uh, an outstanding show and boat. I'd say they are on the grow. As I suspected, every convention this year is getting double and triple and quadrupled up because suckers can't wait to get out of their house. They've been cooped up for far too long, Boat. Absolutely, absolutely. So congratulations to Tech Mage, uh, friend of the show, and the whole uh, team of organizers over at Amy West for a successful event. I can't wait to see the recap video. Let me ask you a question here, Boat. I got two things I want to ask. I didn't know if you were going to make an announcement tonight uh, about anything, but I am going to make an, a quick announcement, just a heads up. Uh, about 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time tonight, uh, finally, uh, we are actually getting into conversations from the dark side. Yes. Uh, join myself and uh, Boat will be there, and of course, uh, fl- my buddy Flax is going to co-host with me uh, for all the crazy comings and goings. We're going to talk about uh, Halloween traditions, ghosts, ghost stories, whatever people want to talk about. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, the uh, If you're interested in coming by and telling your story, there's a Zoom link in the Discord. And for everyone that would like to watch the show, uh, it will be on the same channel. Uh, it'll be on Twitch, Amigos Retro Gaming, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And then directly after that, I'll be raiding my buddies over at the T-Speaker Regulars. They're going to have a Halloween live action vampire the masquerade role-playing game Ooh. which i'll be playing in i might add oh man uh in fact i'm by the way i'm playing uh a uh, roman guy you see a theme here boat although tonight i'm a greek uh and now, is this now i, I want to try and uh and whet the uh the potential viewers appetites yeah is this a game in costume is pat going to be dressed up no is no gonna be no i don't up? think so i don't think oh, so i think okay. I, well it depends are they if they're gonna if they're vampires are like slovenly doofuses, then I'd say they'll be in full costume. Otherwise, they'll just be wearing what they usually do, Boat. Uh, so, <laughs> so there you go. Boat, not Boat, did you have anything else you want yeah, to announce? Yeah, so there's one more. If you refresh the page, you'll probably see it. But, right. uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we talked about a, uh, a another 
convention that has recently just uh, opened its doors for 2023. Amiga Ireland, as you know, uh, I've attended Amiga Ireland twice before, and third times is the charm. I am returning to Amiga Ireland this year. Um, you know, the, the first couple of years that I went, I went sort of as an employee of Amigos. Uh, you know, obviously, we, <laughs> we don't pay the, nothing. <laughs> we had the well, yes, actually, uh, our, our fine, fine listeners paid very well for me to go over there. And so I did the best I could to uh, stream the event, to do some contests, to interview a bunch of people. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I didn't really get to hang out with the people there that much because I was always sitting behind a laptop screen, making sure the stream wasn't going down. So yeah. Uh, this time, I'm going back as a spectator, as a fan of the Amiga, and as somebody that just wants to hang out and have a good time. So I'm very excited uh, to be going, especially when I saw the list of people that were also going to be in attendance, including uh, many, many members of our fine Discord. Uh, however, Aaron, there were always the calls for, why are you going? Why is Aaron not going? Well, so, to be honest with you, I didn't even know you were going until you'd already booked your flight and were out the door. I had no idea you were gone. I was the last to know. So uh, uh, that's great. I hope you have a good time. Hey, one of these days I might make it over there uh, to the old Ireland. I'd love to visit Ireland, uh, if, if I'm honest. Uh, and uh, all points uh, around the UK, I would love to I would love to visit there. But I'd want to take some time. I can't be I can't be rushed. Uh, I need to I need to have time, and that would require uh, some things that I can't currently do. So this should be it should be fun for you both. You know what's yeah, gonna so, uh, they're gonna they're you, gonna get you on sucker duty the second you walk through the door. You know that's you, gonna happen uh, if you are a member of our Discord community and you haven't checked out the local meetups sec channel. Uh, make sure you go there. We have rented out pretty much a full bed and breakfast to ourselves. We're redubbing it Amigos Towers. Uh, Chris Folds and Edvin Helland have booked a room together. They're calling it the Love Nest. Creepy. So uh, creepy. you can uh, you can join the fun and join the party. Athlone, Ireland, uh, January 13th and 14th, I believe it is. Uh, January 13th, 14th, and 15th. Be there or be square. AmigaIreland.ie. Are you going to be there for uh, for every day of this thing, Boat? I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm actually getting there a day early. I'm going to oh leave on Wednesday, get there Thursday morning. and uh, be Because here's the thing, man. Athlone is not a place that you just want to hang out in the Sheraton ballroom all the time. No. There's a castle. There's the world's oldest pub. Yeah. There's all kinds of great restaurants. So Thursday, I'm going to take some time, stroll about town, have myself a nice cold Guinness by the warm fire over at Sean's Bar. Yeah, uh, I'm going to eat some great fish and chips, go over to, uh, oh man, I can't remember the, the name of the place where there's always the after party, but that, that's a great place to go anytime. Uh, and uh, I'm going to enjoy myself. And then Friday and Saturday, it's going to be all Amiga all the time. You know, I'm looking at this lineup here, Boat. You got John Hare uh, is going to be there. Uh, Volker Wurtich, the guy that did uh, the Settlers. He was also behind Blue Bite. Ask him about that tennis game. Uh, Dave Haney, your boy. And Jacob Gorm Hansen of Naughty Boys fame. We are oh, Naughty Ones. Gosh. Naughty Ones. Naughty Ones. The so infamous episode where we had the throwdown. And of course, David Pleasance and Trevor Dickens will be <laughs> on hand. They with wouldn't their, miss with it. Their, don't have the stick standing by, but you know, I, I do time. have to mention this since Edvin brought it up in the chat. We talked about this pre-show, but I wanted to make it public. Edvin gets on there, and I didn't realize Edvin was even it was, was even had this in mind. He's like, "Man, the loft room, the King Dong room at this place looks great," and I was like, "Yeah, it does look great," and so I booked it. And then Edvin's like, "I'm going to try and book it right now," and I knew in my heart it was already gone. 
So I told him Chris Folds booked it instead. What? Laugh. You no. framed Folds? <laughs> Clearly, you haven't been watching his workout videos. He will pound you in the sand, Bo. That's true. That's true. I'll avoid Folds on this trip because I'm afraid he's going to hit me with a right hook. So, anyway, Amiga Ireland, be there. All right, Aaron, it's time to move on to talk about the best place to go if you are looking to get some fine, fine equipment for your Commodore or your Coco Tandy Color Computer, and that is RetroRewind.ca. Mm. You know, Aaron, there's a lot of places you can go for Amiga stuff. You got your Amiga kit. You got your AmigaStore.eu. You got your Amiga on the lake. Yeah. All those places, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about them. No. Okay? I'm not going to bury them. Not today. But if you are on the hunt for a specific piece of hardware or software, make RetroRewind.ca your first stop, and I'll tell you why. Number one. Frank is a truly committed member of the Commodore community. He truly cares about what he's doing and what he makes. He doesn't use cheap parts. He uses nothing but the best. Two, you can get whatever you want in one place, whether it's hardware, whether it's diagnostics, whether it's cap capacitors, or if you need service on your machine, you can get it all done in one place. And three, Frank has got what's got to be the cheapest prices around. He's practically given this stuff away. The prices are so cheap. You can get yourself uh, anything from a, re a full recap service on your CDTV. If somebody asked me, how much are you going to pay for that? I'd say, I'll give you 200 bucks to do a full recap. That's a lot of work. Frank's got it done for 52 bucks. That's nothing. That's yeah. nothing. Especially if you bought one of those suckers. That costs a fortune. Don't cheap out on the service, yo. That's right. Now, head on over to RetroRewind.ca, load up your cart with goodies, and use the promo code AMIGOS10 at checkout to save yourself 10% off Frank's already low prices. Listen, man, you know that you're a Commodore nut. You know you've got an Amiga that needs some love. Head on over to Retro Rewind, load it up, give your computers love, and they will love you in return. Give them love, Retro damn it. That's right. RetroRewind.ca. We thank them for being an official sponsor of the Amigos. Mm. Aaron, let's talk about Final Odyssey. <laughs> That's ominous music, Boat. Yes, that can only mean yes. one thing, my friend. It means that uh, uh, Theseus is on the prowl in Final Odyssey. Theseus versus the Minotaur. Cool mm. name, Boat. Yes. Uh, you got a lot of stuff going on there. So, uh, Theseus uh, versus the Minotaur. Uh, released late, late in the game of Boatster, 1997. Uh, on one CD, this was a CD joint, and it will, but it, this is the CD. This is a smartly done CD, which we'll get to that. Uh, one player game, uh, published by an outfit called Vulcan. Uh, mm. Vulcan actually did a lot. I, I didn't realize how much stuff they did. I don't think we've ever played any of their stuff, Boat. Uh, they did Bograts, Burnout, uh, Genetic Species, Hilsey Lido, Jet Pilot, Strangers, Time Keepers, the Valhalla series. Tiny Troops, and Europa 2. So maybe one hmm. of these days we'll come across any of those. I haven't heard of any of those. I games. haven't either. Uh, the uh, This was all... This was, I wouldn't say it's a one-man band, but like a one guy and some of his buddy band. And that guy was the coder and all-around head guy, Peter Spinazzi. 
I believe it's mm. the way it's pronounced, Spinazzi. You like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy never did anything but this on the Amiga, as far as I could tell. In fact, everyone that worked on this, as far as I could tell, never did anything else. Uh, oh, okay. The musician was a fellow named Daryl Sloan. And also, Spinazzi also did some of the uh, audio. And then there's a li- long list of people that uh, w- that made that localized this and worked on the many languages in the manual and whatnot. Uh, this is an Amiga original and is not available anywhere else. Um, so get this boat. Uh, when you get this disc, remember this is 97. So by this right. time, some suckers may have figured out a way to get a CD player on their, say, Amiga 1200, their Amiga 500. You know, maybe their Amiga 1000. Heck, I've got an external in here that came with mine. So people were doing it. Mm-hmm. So when this guy released this on the CD, you think to yourself, oh, this is for the CD32, or this is for one of the, uh, you know, big Amigas. Wrong. This supports everything from OCS all the way up to AGA boat, uh, if you can believe it. And what happens is it, it will vary the quality of what you're seeing. What a novel concept this is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. I, I wonder now, of course, in 97, they probably figured out how to do this more efficiently. Right. But I would love to see more games that were like that because you don't have to worry about buying the AGA version or the ECSOCS version of the game. Right. You don't have to worry about it. You can play it on anything you've got. Uh, in fact, I've got the minimum requirements here just to put them out there. This is optimized uh, for O20s, but it'll run on 68,000. Uh, it's got full speech. A multi-language online manual on the disc boat. Mm. 3D uh, stereo music and sound. There's a bonus game on here that's a two-player bonus game. I didn't even look at this, but if you beat the game, you get a password that unlocks it. Also on the disc are all the demos for all that Vulcan has. So it's a little extra bonus. They put up all the demos of all the games that they've done in the past. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, not bad. I mean, that's not too bad. I'm assuming, by the way, I, I usually ask, you had not played this one up to this week or even heard of it, am I right? Never. never. I hadn't either. Ne- I'd never heard of this one. So, <clears throat> the plot of this game, and then we'll get into the actual, but the plot's sort of important here. And there is a, uh, well, I'll let you comment on the opening. I don't know if you skipped it or not. Uh, the story in this uh, has you in control of uh, Theseus. Uh, Theseus is a hero, a Greek hero, uh, and he's out to stop the Minotaur. The Minotaur er- uh, gets an annual tribute of seven girls. Hey, how do you sign up for that? <laughs> anyway, uh, and uh, so Theseus doesn't like this crap, so he's going to head down uh, to Crete to go into the Minotaur's maze and try to take care of Bittus, the old labyrinth boat. You know how those Minotaurs are. they got to have one, mm-hmm. and this guy's got one. And so you've got to go and find out, uh, find all the girls that have been imprisoned and get them out of the uh, of the labyrinth. Uh, so it's the same old story. This does have a, uh, let's call it, no, I'm not going to lie to you. I found the opening of this high comedy. All right. If I'm, I'm okay, let's just, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not ragging on anybody, but it was the dopiest of dopey. The 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 voice work in it was hilarious. Okay, let's let's back up and, and set the stage here. Okay, yeah, please. So uh, imagine the very very early days of 3D. Yeah. Okay, we're past that now because it's 1997. Yeah. But if you're working alone, you're still working with that template. Okay? And he did do the opening, by the way. He did everything. Yeah, he's the man. Okay, so. Uh, what you have is like these, like a, a sort of dire straits, money for nothing music video level 
of uh of, um, <laughs> it's not of, it's a little bit less squared right just less square um and uh, and imagine if you've got uh you know he he wants to draw some scantily clad women which he he, he he's able to do uh and then you voice well, them with like your younger brother in the next room so, yeah <laughs> and, and one of those casio synthesizer voice changers you get them right. all it's right. like oh getcha you know <laughs> listen i mean it's it's a one man band, and th- by the way, the opening of this is the weakest part of this game by a long yes. shot. But yes, if you love stuff like Bird Demic, you know, real dopey, hilarious, <laughs> so bad it's good. This opening is definitely falls into that category. It is a, it is st- stupid fun when Theus when Theseus talks he's like he's like oh get your minotaur and then we're seeing it now the minotaur is sitting in this chair and he's got this like i guess that's his magic wand or something he's getting ready to lead the marching band i like the idea that a a a minotaur sits in a big chair it's not an elaborate throne it's just a chair it's good stuff so that is what ushers you for he puts it up on the parapet Listen, when it comes to it, when it comes to openings, that's my new favorite. I'm not gonna lie to you. I watched it over and over because it was so funny. I couldn't help myself. I found it highly amusing. So uh, once you get past that wacky thing, you're into the game proper. Now, when this game starts up, boat, uh, you are treated to a. Uh, I mean, I'm in my opinion, a lavish, colorful uh, spectrum of joy in, that is set before you. This is a uh, how, what would you call this? Top down, uh, like uh, at an angle. Okay, like, this, this, it's iso, it's 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 sort of pseudo isometric, yeah. but it's not at an angle. It's just it's it's top down at an angle. I'm going to repeat the words. Wait you a minute, just you said, said <laughs> you're killing me here. Now, when this first, because I did not know what to expect. By the way, especially to that opening, I hadn't watched any videos on this. So when this came up, I was surprised, real surprised. I thought this would be like a. Uh, some kind of Zelda type game or something. Yeah, I thought after that opening, it would be more like a uh, like a point and click, like Gabriel Knight Two type. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So wh- when this honed into view, what did you think? Explain to the people what we're looking at here. You're better at it than I so, am. So uh, we, uh, you know, Pixels points out that we have played one of their games before. Uh, we played Lords of Valhalla. Uh, yeah. This was the game okay. where the guy with the real dopey voice that, sample. I did mention the Valhalla games. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, so we yeah. have played one of Vulcan's games before. Um, this is a this is very similar to that, except this is actually a good game. Oh, um, burial. This is a uh, this is a top down action puzzle game where you uh, negotiate uh, through a labyrinth of mazes and puzzles and enemies and traps. Uh, to basically find your way to these girls that need to be rescued and eventually defeat the Minotaur. Um, the, if you if you think about you know what what other games does this look like? Well, if you know the Lords of Valhalla, it looks a lot like that. Uh, this is also, I mean, you, if you think about a game like like Zelda, it does. It looks it has that kind of uh, link to the past, the sixteen bit Zelda feel to it it doesn't play like it though viewpoint doesn't play anything like it but well it sort of does it's very it's more plotting and more slow but uh it does sort of play like a link to the past this i've got some blurbs here just to to flesh out what this game does and does not do i thought i'd go through some real quick 
Uh, this is according to the back the box. Oh, before you before you do that, another yeah. touch point is Legends. Remember that game Legends we played? No, I don't remember. Okay, it. well, it's the game that had the really dopey looking uh, art before each level. Huh. There was the Native American oh, guy. Oh yeah, that actually yeah. that game wasn't horrible. It just had no, the right no. Art. But I mean, th it's a similar. Okay, viewpoint, it, now similar it's coming back to thing. me. So. This game features huge play areas. Uh, it features 50 frames per second of animation, according to the box. 3D stereo sound. Hundreds of frames of animation. Uh, it runs on any Amiga with two megs, as we mentioned. Uh, tons of gameplay variety. Pickups, including food, money, weapons, scroll, invincibility potions, and keys. Uh, maze transformations. Flick a switch and the maze changes. That's true. And here's my favorite. Monsters have advanced artificial intelligence. Each monster is different with its own personality. Now that would have been a great... That's something to hang your hat on. Uh, and he goes into that heavily. Uh, you've got five powerful weapons, crossbow, uh, mysteriously plasma rifles in there. You gotta have uh, one of those. Because Theseus is well known for use of a plasma <laughs> rifle. A fire blade that vaporizes any creature it touches. And my personal favorite of all the weapons, the nuke. Because of course... Everyone knows that ancient, ancient Greece, they carried around portable nukes. Uh, uh, so that's nice. Uh, there's a plot. It says as you play, two girls per level to rescue. Who could ask for more? Movable block puzzles, some ray traced animations. Yeah. And uh, and uh, underground levels, good balance of strategy and action. That's the it's that's the way it builds itself. I'd say it actually got some of that right, Boat. I think every single word of that is right. So I don't know the 3D animations, uh, the three, well, the, the ray trace animations. I'm gonna yeah. You're stretching it. So uh, this game, as you play thesis, you're going through basically a. We would describe this as a uh, a puzzle. I guess action puzzle game boat. Does yeah. that seem fair? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you go to this maze and you're uh, basically, it's just one of those games that you've got to get to different places, flip different switches, uh, move different things to get the, to get the level to open up in ways you want. There are, there are switches. There are traps built into the floor. There are uh, weapons that shoot back and forth that you can turn on and off. Uh, teleport pads. Uh, everything you would uh, think you would see in a game like this, it's in here. I, didn't, I I wasn't surprised by any of it, but very few games on the Amiga, uh, in my opinion, have, and I'm not usually a big graphics guy, but this is a, a for what this is, the graphics on this are quite nice. Uh, they are, uh, the, everything is very smooth and quite beautiful. Everything runs at a nice clip. The game, you'd think a game like this on the Amiga would be slow. It actually runs at what I would call a, decent level of speed you know what i'm saying because we've played games like this that ran like molasses boat uh this runs at a, a, an acceptable rate i mean it's not speedy but it runs pretty well uh and there's a lot of variety in the mazes what did you think about this when you first started playing it boat i was shocked <laughs> i was shocked at the quality of this game okay yeah because i read about it before i started playing it yeah okay First of all, I, I, I looked at I looked at what we were dealing with. Amiga game from nineteen ninety seven on C D ROM yeah. that was made by one guy. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh boy, yeah, here we go. When I started playing this, I was like, This guy needs to be employed by a uh by a real studio because this is great. This is a great game. Uh it looks beautiful. This is I mean, this when we talk about console quality, 
This is what I'm talking about when it comes to console quality, not your bitmap garbage. This, this blows anything the bitmaps did away a billion times. No. Chaos Engine looks like double A garbage compared to this game. Well, and Chaos Engine is a similar game. Well, I mean, listen, there's no reason that you don't have to bury other good games. Well, I'm just saying for guys that ride around in helicopters and wear cool guy shades, they need to take some lessons from this Here's guy, the Mr. Here's Vulcan. the difference. I mean, they are, they're actually, I hadn't thought about it, but there are similarities. But the Chaos Engine is a bleak look at a, uh, a, a sort of a dystopian uh, era on Earth, where this is more of a, this is uh, much different than most games we play. It's bright. It's colorful. Yeah. It's got uh, greenery. It's got different sorts of textures. It's got uh, it's got reds and, and greens and uh, flames, and the animations are tight. Uh, the like not everything is gray. It's yeah. got a lot of brown, but it's not that depressing C sixty four brown. It's they've right. got it textured nicely. Yes. even your even your health bar is colorful. Yes, uh, and so yes. And any and it, here's my thing, boat. Maybe and listen, maybe you've affected me over the years. Any extra bits of color that you could add to a, one of these games, it's welcome change. Right. Because of the how bleak. Now the Amiga's not as bad as the C sixty four is. No, but still, be. but still, it's it, it's nice to see something that's that's. I mean, your character. Look at him. He's got a blue cape. He's mm -hmm. got a he's got a, a Greek helmet. Although it looks more Roman than Greek, but the big red mohawk on it, the silver armor. The, the guys you fight when you kill them, some of them like just fall over, some of them explode, some of them catch on fire. That the the, vari the variety of guys are neat. The explosions that you come across are, are neat. Some of the effects are quite interesting when you teleport and stuff. I found the sound effects pretty pleasing too on this thing. Both surprisingly after that opening, I kind of like the sound on this thing too. Uh, now, is this a perfect game? No, 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 no. And for me, one of the problems is this game is pretty hard. Uh, uh, I ended up ultimately put it on where I, I had Unlimited Men. But Unlimited Men doesn't get you past the puzzle. And so I often scratch my brow in a vain attempt to understand what I was supposed to do. Because these mazes are confusing. Occasionally you'll come across a uh, hint. Uh, uh, that will flash at the bottom of the screen and needs it's your very very gods like in that way yeah that, that's what made me think well of. hints are good in my because mm -hmm. i need all the hints i can get in a game like this uh your your weaponry you'll find areas where like you'll be able to pass through walls you'll find areas where you'll have a, a, there's one area early on where there's this huge room of teleporters and you're so, so sometimes it gets a little tedious because yeah. this game has a lot of backtracking and I mean several screens back backtracking to get the right switch to get the you're going forward two screens to get the key to go back two screens to open the door that under behind the door has the switch that you can open up the door on the third screen. I'm not real super keen on that, if I'm honest. So I didn't think that part was that much fun. Uh, but I can't fault the game for that because that's sort of what these games do, isn't it, Boat? That's right. If you are into this type of game, you're going to come in expecting to do that kind of backtracking. You know, this is a this is, it's it's sort of a logic based thing where it's like, okay, I see that there's a switch and there's a door, so I've got multiple things that I need to do before I'll be able to get in through here. The difference is what kind of window dressing. You know me, Aaron. I'm Mr. Topiary. And so whenever they have, you know, nicely planted trees, there's fun things to look at. There's hedges. It's not just your typical dungeon master garbage where you've got the freaking four walls of the cave closing in on you. Now, is this realistic? Should the, should the labyrinth have all of this stuff? No, we're talking about a freaking bipedal cow. 
It shouldn't because it's not real. Well, I don't know. I he can this. fertilize this is, his own gardens. This is like this is like your classic D and D dungeon crawl, not your stupid Amiga dungeon crawl. When you do it for real with tabletop role playing, and you've got a garden room in your dungeon, why? Because it's fake. Because people like gardens, and it's a cool it's a cool backdrop. You've got all of these different environments in which you can do. It breaks up the monotony of the fact that you really are just activating a bunch of switches and opening doors and collecting keys and destroying monsters the sort of gameplay loop in this game it keeps you coming back because it makes you wonder what's around the next turn when i beat this what am i going to see next and this game does not disappoint it gives you new things to look at things that are animated things that are colorful it's wonderful i love this game i i didn't hate this game i'll i'll, I'll be telling you the visually it's outstanding okay there's no doubt uh the uh the the play is tight and fair Okay, I think, more or less. I thought some of the arrows and stuff that kept coming at you got a... I mean, sometimes it's very difficult. There are plenty of places where you have no choice but to take shots, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, rescuing people, not easy. I don't know how far you got into this, uh, but it's tough. It's tough. I had to cheat, cheat, cheat just to get anywhere in this. Well, I... Now, I will say that this review is probably colored because immediately, immediately I turned on Unlimited Men. Uh, oh, okay. I knew because I knew that I would get frustrated if I didn't. Yeah, you could get stuck. Thankfully, I looked it up. There's a way to get out of that where you're basically boned. That could happen. There's stuff in it that really doesn't fit the plot. I mentioned plasma rifles and nukes. There's also conveyor belts and stuff. That's so well, the yeah, minotaur again, is. We're odd. talking about a bipedal cow. Well, I mean, you're right, but I mean, if you're going with the ancient Greece thing, it, I don't know that they got a little weird. But I mean, they hey, they're it's their game. They can do what they want. Uh, uh, but I, I did find this game pretty difficult and not just like I'm getting killed difficult. Just like, I didn't know what to do difficult. And so I had to, I had to get help. I had to watch a walkthrough to get past some of it. The, the, uh, levels are password protected. So if you want to get past them, it's not that tough. It's also not tough to find. And thank you boat, by the way, for providing this game for me. Cause I had trouble getting, uh, the version I had to work, uh, and, and but boat had a hard drive image with this and it, and it worked without any problem. So, which is nice, uh, but it also had tons of cheats on it, which that's, I used. That's I available used. on the EAB FTP site. Oh, very way, good. Out, outstanding boat. Um, so, at the end of the day, uh, looking at this game, like, again, I, I, I'd i say there's a lot of gameplay here. Uh, I'd say there are people that this is going to appeal to a lot more than me, because, again, this is that sort of and I know it's not the same, but you're going to that le into that realm of like your super duper three Vikings type stuff that I lost mm -hmm. Vikings things. And mm -hmm. I'm not, they're not, I don't have the patience for it if I'm honest. Uh, but uh, if you're going to make a game like that, I'd, if you're into those sorts of games, I'd say this is probably a decent little pickup here, Boat. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty impressed with it. Uh, did we get any action from the Discord on this thing? I don't oh, know if people you know, bothered to try this one question. or not. I don't know if we got any. Well, this week or I can not. tell me... you what we got on uh, from the magazines before you get to the Discord. Okay, man. Um, Lemon, the people at Lemon uh, gave this an eight point oh seven, so pretty uh, yeah, receptive I, to deservedly it. Deservedly so, in my opinion. Um, Amiga Format uh, gave this an eighty eight. CU Amiga gave this an, an eighty seven. Uh, I believe this a demo of this game was uh, appeared in Amiga format. I think it's the same issue actually. Uh, uh, so there was a demo release, of, and then they gave it a pretty good score. So, but I guess that's pretty much par for the course, boat. Uh, so uh, the fact that you can play this on any Amiga uh, makes this sort of a must try. I think even if you don't necessarily think you'll enjoy it, 
uh, it's definitely worth looking at just to see what you're what they squeezed out of the Amiga. Uh, in, in my opinion, did you get any action there, Boat? Yeah, yeah, we got a couple reviews. First one comes from Alien Breeder. He says, Final Odyssey is a game I did not play back in 1997, but I have played it in modern times. The game is a bit of a mixed bag. The graphics are fantastic. Some of the best pixel art of the era. The game itself controls well and has some really nice touches. Where it falls a little is the level design. I found it has a bit too much backtracking, which can sometimes kill the fun. The lack of music also hurts the game a bit. But overall, it's a great game from late in the Amiga's lifespan. I give Final Odyssey 810 top bananas out of 1,000. Is that that rating scale? <laughs> Holy cow. Come on, Alien Breeder. Alan Breeder, if you will. Holy smokes. Uh, Pajaco6502 writes, uh, A new game for me, and I liked it. It has a couple of bugs, and I managed to softlock the game, so save games are a must. Oh, yes. I did that, too. I, I meant to mention that. I also had it lock up on me. Uh, this is an action puzzle game that requires strategy and some thought. Some of it can be cheesed, and some of the puzzles are pure trial and error, like the Switch Maze. I made it to the first labyrinth with the time bombs, and at that point, I turned it off. It didn't quite fit the theme of the game, and it felt a little tacked on. I think I'd played this. if I'd played this back in the day, I would have played it to completion, but the rigors of grown-up life meant that I don't get as much time with this, or I didn't get as much time with this as I would have liked. But I could see myself coming back to it at some point, as it was fun to play. With great sprites that are reminiscent of Bitmap Brothers and good controls, it's a little flawed, but it's definitely one to check out. Seven out of ten. You know, Aaron, one thing that I do want to mention <laughs> is how good the weapons feel in this game. Oh, yeah. You, you unleash the beast. No matter what you're shooting, yeah. you're shooting like 40 of them a second, and they, they stick in the wall. Chicka, chicka, chicka. Did you try all I, the weapons with the cheat? I did not. I, I did. did not. They're cool. Like that, that, Yeah. They were a lot yeah. of fun. But the, yeah, it's ludicrous. Like uh, Alien said, like you could throw out the theme. That's that's mm -hmm. all gone. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, look at I mean, if you look at the opening, the theme of this is we're insane. That's yeah. the theme. So in that case, it fits perfectly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Final Odyssey. Uh, I one of my one of my favorite games of the year so far. I will say uh, I did look this up on eBay. Boat. Here's a shocker for you. Boat. You ready for this? Yeah, man. You can get this in the U.S. There's a guy selling a copy. Twenty two forty nine. Twenty two wow. bucks. Takes That's us boxed. to the house boat in case you That's want to pick boxed? this up. Uh, uh, well, it's in the. I don't think this came in a big box. I couldn't find mm, any, okay. but I, it. But it did came jewel in. A, it came in a jewel case. Twenty two fifty. Not bad, boat. Not and if bad you're in the UK, all. you can get this thing all day long for twenty three uh, American dollary dues. So that's 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 cheap, brother. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think you could do much worse. Now I, I did read the entirety of the docs. You're not going to be getting a a a, a, a novel. You know, but if anything, I recommend this game specifically for the opening because oh, that does actually, score eight hundred. That does eight score eight hundred top bananas. There is a bonus game that we should talk about, Aaron. Are you aware of the bonus? The two game? player, yeah, yeah, I did. I mentioned the, it. The you, the the bonus game where you, are you, you did? I yeah. must have been. I must have blanked that. Well, I'm sorry. Never mind. Continue on, Aaron. Well, you can what talk we... about it. I didn't go into detail. What is well, the bonus the, the, game? The bonus game is you versus the Minotaur in like a bomberman like yeah. environment where you, you and and it plays Axel F, which is the the greatest song of all time. It is a uh, great song. Do you remember who did Axel F? I know you do. You don't I'm remember? Not, Harold Faltemeyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, there, there are several aspects of music trivia that you totally school me on. And when it comes to trivia surrounding the song Axel F, you destroy me. Bam. So, Aaron, speaking of destroying you, 
let's check out what's been going on on the YouTube channel. Jesus does not like that line, that's for sure. <laughs> so, let's see what we got here at Botarini on the old uh, YouTube. It was not a, a huge week. You know, I don't know if we talked about this, because since we, we uh, recorded weirdly last week, I don't think we talked about your modded arcade video. Let's yeah. talk about that, Bo. So this was something that I just shot pretty quickly, and uh, I wanted to show off one because I'm trying to move this thing. You trying to two, sell the? You trying to yeah, sell this thing? I'm trying I to know. get rid of it. Yeah. So uh, uh, I wanted to show off all the things that I did to it. So if you're interested in uh, a modded arcade one-up Pac-Man machine uh, with a vertical build on a Raspberry Pi uh, that has some cool stuff like a, an illuminated hotkey, some coin buttons, and of course a uh, you know you can play tons and tons of games on this thing. Uh, check out uh, the uh, this video that I put up. I talk. A I don't go in depth with what I did to it, but uh, I talk about all the mods that i made and if you have any questions drop me a line because i'm happy to help uh other people do this this was a, a fun little project to do is this what you very... use for the uh interface on the uh on the old joysticks boat at what i'm holding up here yeah that's i knew exactly it what i knew I it <laughs> yeah yeah and uh i was very proud of myself because this is the first time that i used a drill press uh through some mdf and i didn't totally yeah. destroy it no because uh, that's always a possibility so i got a uh, question boat yeah man because you got this cabinet and you did all this work why uh, would you get rid of it it would fit well, nicely into your into your menagerie down there the thing is is that i i want to set up some more uh computers uh -huh. and uh, i need to have some more wall space and so uh i you know i already have the main cabinet that, that does all this stuff and i'd like this to find a good home you know i'm not going to ask a ton for it because uh the cabinet itself was given to me as a non-working cabinet yeah. so i sort of resurrected it uh and uh but uh you know i i want to be able to set up some more computers uh so i need to get get rid of get get some space freed up in the basement very good boat very good good work boat by the way for someone who's done so many horrible things to so many bits of electronics very true. Very you, true. you actually did i was very impressed with you on that one you know but we did a show on a real obscure coco game i don't know what you're thinking out there in uh amigos land you're like oh the coco not this again these geeks wrong wrong this is the show that you Amiga types who love all these point-click games, oh, you love them. You love, you can't get enough of them. This is a Coco exclusive called the Interbank Incident, and we covered mm -hmm. this on uh, the Coco show uh, in the past week. And Boat, this was your first uh, go-around with the old Interbank. Tell them what you thought about the old Interbank. Give them a quick synopsis. Listen, you want to talk about your games of the year. This one's in the running for the old Coco, which is uh, this game does so many things that no other games were doing at the time in terms of point-and-click, icon-based interface, procedural generation of clues, a wide variety uh, of characters to choose from, all of which have their own special abilities. Yeah. It Plus... Freaking speech pack, man. Yeah, the speech sound pack, of the goals. Hard drive to installation. Sea, to the sea. OS That's 9 support. It's got it yeah. all. This yeah. game came out of nowhere, and then it disappeared just as quickly in Ether. If you <laughs> uh, if you feel froggy, and if you ever thought to yourself, yeah, there's no reason for me to check out the Coco. That's for geeks. Wrong. You need to check it out, and you need to check this game out. This might be the one that brings you over. And at the bare minimum, check out the Interbank incident on the Coco show uh, released this week. Um lastly boat you know uh me and the brent had a rough time recording this week the brent's been uh gold bricking if i'm honest mm -hmm. fake sick oh i can't get out of bed oh my god i gotta go to the hospital oh i'm dehydrated all this malarkey i'm not buying it 
But I still, you know, you got to, you, it's like when somebody sleepwalks, you just got to let them get it out of their system. You can't wake them up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I waited until he said, okay, I think I can set up right. And then we did the show. So we came out a little bit late this week. But this is our Halloween games uh, episode, uh, Boat. And What's we looked, that game right there? That game looks great. I don't know. This was just one of the games that, that came from awesome. our little, our little uh, thing. Uh, but uh, uh, this week, we picked two games to try out. Uh, the Brit picked a game, an arcade game called Carnival. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you ever played that in the arcade. I played this, I played this a bunch back. This really? was everywhere. I'm this surprised. was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this at Tilt. They had this at the bowling alley. I you know, mean, uh, this, it was... To show you how far the Mortal Kombat series fell in one fell swoop, this outsold Mortal Kombat 4. Midway. Yeah, that that shows you. If you saw us cover Mortal Kombat 2 on this show a couple weeks ago, you'll realize that that's insanity. That shows you how far... And another one of Midway's many missteps. Uh, my game this week was a little game for DOS called Monster Bash. Uh, it's an EGA game. It's a long... It's an Apogee game. It's one of those deals... Where you've got a, 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 it's a you know run around jump jump platform yeah. strategy where type you, game. Where do you stand on these DOS platformers like Jill of the Jungle? Well, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I didn't really get into it too much on the show, so I'll, I'll spill the beans now. Right when I I had a PC, right, mm-hmm. but my buddies all had Amigas, right, and so and I got an Amiga. Okay, so I'm looking at these games, and I'm like, man. These look pretty bad compared to what I could put in the Amiga. And I was right. Now, people yeah. are nostalgic for them. Commander Keen, Jilla Jungle. And I will say, this one is amongst the better ones you're going to find, probably. And it's okay. But it's still, it's not my, it's it's not its fault. They did a lot with a little. I mean, but at, at the end of the day, it's just the PC gets feel funky to me. And they're not s- smooth, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and back, and also, a lot of it is you had to have the right PC to run them. You know what I mean? Right. Where the right. Amiga runs pretty much, it'll run what it runs. So I don't have a whole lot of nostalgia for these. I know people love it. It's funny when I sold all my PC stuff because I didn't think anybody would ever care about playing in DOS again, ever, because it was so bad. But people are nostalgic for everything. Mm-hmm. And so, and they look at the three, the you know, the handful of really great DOS games. They're like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to hang my hat on. Don't be fooled. Uh, the DOS, the, at least the DOS when I was in the DOS, not that not so good. I know it's a controversial statement, but I'm, that's the way I feel. You're a big fan of the ad lib card, though. I hate the ad lib. That's something else. Everybody's like, "Oh boy, I got to get this gimmick that plays all this ad lib music." Why? My God, you've got an Amiga, brother, or a, or a C64. It it buries the sound deep beneath the earth. You know, the C64 buries it. So anyway, a controversial statement. Uh, with all that said. Uh, we only had a couple things to talk about on the stream team channel uh, this week. Uh, I think I, I don't remember if we talked about uh, Rob's first of the two videos he did, which was this one's where he plays Devilish games, but Devilish games. Mm. Uh, this is from uh, a, w- a couple weeks ago or last week, including tons and tons of Satan's Hollow, my personal favorite, a C64 exclusive, by the way, uh, for the home market. And then he also has his usual uh, pictures from, uh, uh, this time he went to one of the uh, Halloween stores. He plays an, an, uh, nothing but Satan games on this show, so you know it's good. It's Halloween What's stuff. What's that? Satan's Cowboy? That's Satan's Cowboy. I, 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 Rob's in their channel. What was the run on the horse, Rob? I can't remember. Uh, now, here's one. Man, this is great. And I've heard that uh, 48K Rams taking the rest of the year off, much to my okay. chagrin. I hate to hear it. But... Uh, this is a 48k working uh, troubleshooting his BBC Master 128. Now, 
Uh, I'm happy to report that on this week's show, he successfully repaired this item. Mm. And it, it was glorious. And so that show should be going up next week. Uh, so stay tuned. But this is a great one to see what all he does. Because, listen, he gets in there and really goes to work. Uh, sort of like a Chris Edwards style. Except, you know, just uh, He goes in there and just goes to work. And you get to see him doing it live. It's pretty cool if you're into that sort of thing. So give him a check out. Uh, that is uh, uh, our good buddy, 48K Ram. By the way, check out uh, his channel on Twitch, 48K Ram uh, on Twitch. Great stuff over there. Um, lastly, uh, this is hot off the presses just from Wednesday night. Uh, this is Sprite Castle plays Galact Galactics, uh, another DOS game. This is a game he introduced me to. I'd forgotten about it. Until I saw him. This is a space shooter game, but your spaceship has a grappling hook boat. Oh, and it that shoots out, cool. and that's how you get your goodies. They come out ah. in space and you grapple them down. He cool. played this like I think the whole show, like putting up a mammoth score. He got to the last level. In fact, he beat the last boss. I don't want to spoil it. You'll have to watch for yourself. Uh, but please check this out. It's our buddy Rob Flacco here. Flacco's going to be joining me tonight. Uh, for the big uh, conversation of the dark side, so you know he's gold. That's why. That's why he's there. Because I, I was like, who am I going to get to to uh, uh, take the heavy lifting off me? Big Douglas Dishwater Aaron. That's what I bring in the big dog here. Fly could talk all day and all night. He's always entertaining. I strongly suggest you give him a shot. That's all we've got. Boat in the video department, my friend. All right. Well, Aaron, it's time to talk about what we're going to play next week. What do we got on the dock? You ready man? for this? Yeah. Because I don't even remember. Here we go. Exit. 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 Hey, yeah. you ever heard of this one? Never. Never. I haven't either. I have no idea what this is. It was the big winner, though. I believe it's a puzzle game, but it's I'm not a, mistaken. It's a, I think you're right. I think it's a puzzle game, and it was uh, nominated for the uh, AGSC to vote on by the one and only master moderator himself, streamer to the stars, Pixels at Dawn, mm, who will good. also be in attendance at Amiga Ireland. Oh, wow. Listen, representing his fine, fine magazine, yes. uh, Amiga Addict, and we appreciate Amiga Addict, too. A great magazine. They're bringing it back to the people, available at all reputable magazine outlets, boat. Absolutely. Except not in America, Absolutely. but I'm hoping. <laughs> Fingers crossed. No, it's boat. here. It's at Barnes & Noble, man. Really? Yeah, well, shut just my don't mouth. Have Noble in West Virginia. Well, yeah, I forgot because it helps if you could read. Yeah, well, we're working yeah. on it. We're working on it, man. All right, we leave you now with the uh, the haunting love theme of Final Odyssey, uh, and uh, a little bit of the opening cutscene as we uh, recognize all of our patrons and all of our Twitch subscribers. We hope you enjoy it. There's also a little bit of the music from the bonus game in there too. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Until next time. Adios. Adios. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.